The story you are about to hear is based on eyewitness testimony and evidence collected before, during, and after an actual paranormal investigation. In some instances, the names and locations have been changed to protect the identities of persons involved. Forget it. We've all experienced a dream that seems too real, a room that seems too dark, a presence when we know we're alone. We exist in a world of many realities, where the impossible is probable and the unknown can be known. This is the realm of the weird. In the fall of 2002, I was investigating what seemed to be a case of multiple alien abductions. The clients had contacted me a year earlier, and although their experiences were startling and well worthy of time and consideration, the occurrence had taken place in the farthest reaches of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. So until the spring thaw arrived, the most I could do was collect the witness testimony and research any historical cases that might correlate to their experiences. The four clients had been on a camping trip, and upon their arrival at the National Forest, one of the group started to experience nausea, headaches, and nosebleeds. The three unaffected friends chalked the sudden illness up to bad food and a change of climate. Their first night passed uneventfully, and on their second day, the group decided to move their camp further into the vast expanse of forest. By nightfall, they were well into the large, overgrown sections of Michigan's wilderness. Upon waking late into the third day, they found that each of them had suffered and struggled through horrific nightmares. They laughed off the coincidence and spent the day relaxing. That night, as each lay in their separate tents, they were awoken by a large and strange electronic humming sound. Standing around their slowly fading campfire, the four of them tried in vain to locate the source of the sound. As the hum increased, so too did the nervousness of the campers. Each then reported a loud pop or explosion, followed by a burst of light. The next morning they awoke in their tents with no memory of returning to them. They packed their gear and made their way back to where they had parked their car. On the long walk back, each member of the group reported that they had felt ill or as though they were being watched. After returning to the car, the friends drove most of the way home without speaking, and over the course of the next few months, they each experienced difficulty sleeping and various illnesses ranging from massive dull body aches to migraines, which in some cases were so severe two of the clients had to be hospitalized. All four of the friends also became obsessed with stories, television shows, and movies that dealt with extraterrestrials. It was around this time that they contacted me. I interviewed each of the clients separately, trying to determine whether or not the men were hoaxing an event or simply misunderstanding an unusual situation. Their stories shared massive similarities, varying only in a few slight instances. But they seemed genuine enough to me, I felt the need to ask the men if when spring arrived, they would accompany me back to the location of the alleged happening. Winter came and went, and soon the spring thaw made our trip more convenient. Only two of the original four could get the time off work, so the remaining two clients and I made our way across the bridge into Michigan's Upper Peninsula and into the wilderness. 
We found the original campsite, and it seemed a remote and peaceful place. We spent a few hours just hiking around, and I watched the clients for any sign of trickery or even distress. Both men did seem nervous, and as we walked deeper into the woods, I noticed them scanning the tree line. They both agreed that this had been the location of their camp on the second night. Again, nothing seemed strange to me, and their agitation began to decline. We walked past their old campsite and further into the woods. About a mile and a half later, the forest suddenly cleared, and we were surprised to find that about a thousand feet away from us was a tiny cabin. My two companions were as shocked as I was. The chimney smoke let us know that the house was inhabited, so before we walked any closer, I called out, Hello, is anyone home? There was no reply. Hello? I called again. And this time the front door opened, and out walked a man about seventy years old. He waved at us and we moved toward his house. Once near his porch, we sparked up a casual conversation, telling him we were hikers from the city out on a weekend trip. He told us he saw a lot of hikers over the years, especially since his property backed up to a state forest. Getting up the nerve, I finally broached what could have been a touchy subject. Have you ever seen any UFOs or flying saucers up here? The old man gave me a curious look and then said, Is that what this is about? I quickly changed the subject. No, no, I was just wondering, and I noticed his eyes darting between me and something deeper in the forest behind me. He finally broke the silence. Well, I've got supper on. Have a good time hiking. He abruptly turned around and went back into the house. The three of us looked at each other and knew we'd have to go deeper into the woods. We only had to walk about another half mile into the woods when we made another strange discovery. Pushing our way through the brush, we found our path blocked by a chain-link fence. The fence was approximately nine feet high and topped with razor wire. We could see that there was a small cinder block building about 20 feet beyond the fence. We made our way around the perimeter until we came to a locked gate and a sign that read, U.S. Government Property, No Trespassing, Closed to the Public. Why is the government out here in the middle of nowhere, one of the clients asked me. I did find it strange, but I explained it could be any number of reasons. What I found puzzling was that the sign stated that this little area belonged not to the Department of Interior, who takes care of the state parks, but to the Department of Defense. From what we could tell, the building looked fairly new, but as if it hadn't been used recently. Ever so slightly, I started to hear a high-pitched humming sound. I looked around and saw that my travel partners heard it too. We have to go, one of them said. Now. We quickly made our way back to the car. Once on the road, we found a restaurant where we could have dinner. My clients couldn't stop suggesting that the government must have had something to do with their experience. I tried to calm them as best I could, and once we finished eating, we started our trip home. I'll admit the ride back over the bridge into the lower peninsula was silent and intense. There were times during the ride where everyone felt as if they were being watched. But uneventfully, we made it home. Over the course of the next week, I sent out a number of Freedom of Information Act requests to hopefully discover the purpose of the building we found out in the woods. To this day, I have not received a response. My clients were satisfied with believing that they had been part of some weird government test, and having no more information, I closed their case. Years later, during a personal vacation which took me back to the Upper Peninsula, 
I returned to my client's location. I found their original campsite and the farmer's house, although the little cabin was empty now and sporting a for sale sign. And deeper in the woods, I found the fence, but the razor wire and the government signs had been removed. The gate was open and the little cinder block building had been dismantled. As I stood where the little building had been, I got the feeling of being watched. So I went back to my car and continued with my vacation. I still don't know what happened to my clients that weekend out in the woods, if it was a hoax or a misunderstood situation, vivid imagination, or something far, far stranger. But still, to this day, when I walk through a forest, aside from listening to the bird songs and nature sounds, I strain to hear a curious little hum, which just might be the doorbell for the realm of the weird. <laughs>